I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. With Jen on the ether. Hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a special guest this week and next week, and depending on how it goes, maybe two more weeks. Uh, one magnificent <laughs> hunk of man meat. It's Brad Rowe. Thank Woo! you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. You pulled out the magnificent hunk of man meat. I mean, I mean, that's like, uh, I've great. introduced myself as that uh-huh. in the past. Yeah. Saying how does someone that go? actually said that about me at one point. Uh-huh. Wow. It was scripted. Yeah, yeah of, of course, course it did. I mean, you know, if Phil Hartman were to call you something, wouldn't you? That would sort of be your that calling card from that for point out. Of my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he also said I had cheekbones that you could cut cheese with, I think. Yes. I've, yeah, yeah. I've tried so to much. use that one, and mm-hmm. as I get older, it's not quite as true. Sure, sure. Uh, maybe soft cheese, like mm, a okay. Limburger, mm. like <laughs> a Gruyere. <laughs> yeah, something soft. Not, you know, Parmesan's Swiss, just flaky. I mean, that could be The then. flaky stuff yeah. just kind of smushes. <laughs> it smushes into your face. It's no good. It's a great, a great exfoliant, though. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> well, so, you... Oh, yes. you, no. I was going to say, so... Uh, can you walk us through, because you, obviously, four episode story arc, you're yeah. playing Walt. Can you yeah. walk us through if, what you remember for the actual audition process, or did you know someone, or how did it? Cause... Oh, man. Uh, the, so those were heady days. I mm-hmm. um, had just come from Sundance. I uh, literally came from the mail room at UTA and William Morris. I, had, I was helping people uh, run the script library and deliver the trades. And then I was helping do kind of pulling files at the music department at William Morris to getting accepted into uh, the uh, Sundance Film Festival for Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss, Mm -hmm. which had become, you know, got to the festival, which I invited my parents to, because I was like, hey, we'll ski because no one will see the movie and we'll just hang out. (laughs) And so they came in from Wisconsin with their Packer flag on their car. (laughs) And, And we got there and all of a sudden it was like... I had stepped into, I don't know, I felt like Bud Fox. Mm-hmm. It was wow. like you just got whisked off into this super world where uh, the press is, wants to talk to you. You're going to this event. Here's the red carpet. Yeah. Here's the, the lanyard you get into, mm-hmm. wherever. You got the Willy Wonka um, all-access pass. And um, I left there, and the agencies I had been working in the mailroom for now wanted to sign me. Wow. And uh, I'm sitting there, like, freaking out. I'm, like, meeting people for coffee when I'm supposed to be, like, at the newsstand picking up someone's, like, USA Today in their race form. Oh, my God. Uh, And it was all very covert. And so they're just like, all right, great. You know, we'd like to represent you. And this was, like, right when they sent me over to go meet Mr. Sims. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and I came in and he was like in his cool office. 
with their mm-hmm. video games and they're just like <laughs> I was just like who are you people and by the way your IQ is like far exceed anything I could ever hope to aspire to at some point I was like I think they're talking I think that's English <laughs> um, no but I walked in they were like hey man we loved your movie and you seem really cool and you kind of uh, we were thinking about right you know having this part for this kid Walt who is mm-hmm. you know related to Stephen Root's character um and we'd like to have you come in and uh and 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 maybe do this thing if you're interested so it wasn't like uh yeah and by the way like i had been to every cattle call Uh like you know every miserable 150 people who all look the same are reading for the same part Mm -hmm. um for years before this so it was it was right at this sort of just like flip in life where it was just like, oh, people actually get to walk in the door and get offered stuff. Yeah, so I cool. think that was the first thing I was ever offered. Wow. Um, and that's and, that's not like even like it's not even like like a like a one episode thing. Like there's four <laughs> no, episodes. Yeah, no, no, you can like, actually yeah. come in and work and get paid, and you don't have to like you know do cartwheels beforehand. And <laughs> but I'm you sure, still have to get the coffee, right? That's the. I still had to get the coffee. No, absolutely, and the trades. Uh, no, actually, actually, that that is very funny because at, at the uh, so um, I think I can say this. I was I I worked at UTA for almost two years when I first got out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I remember coming up and they're like, come on over, see some of the agents. They, they were at the film festival. They'd like to talk to you. And I just remember coming in and it was like the conference room with all of the teams of agents on both sides. And there were like 25 people in there. And all I remember that Roxana and Amaya were the cleaning ladies who served the bagels. And I was just like, uh, Hey, nice to see everyone. And I like beeline past everyone and went into the back room because I knew Roxana and Amaya would be mm-hmm. back there. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? I was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> and they're like, I know. And I was like, can I help you guys with the bagel tray? And they're like, sure. So I sat back there and I cut some bagels. And I was like, I just can't face this. I can't go out there. They're like, you got this. You got this. You're fine. Oh um, so, so I, yeah, I went out and then it was just like the, the whole schmooze thing and this is what we can do for you and here's the packet of projects and Wow. No, so it was really God, weird. So cool. So yeah. Wow. So after the meeting with uh, with Paul and the guys, um, yeah, I had a friend in from Wisconsin, uh, and we just kind of went down to Venice and like walked. And I was like, they're gonna like they want to pay me money to act. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what is happening? Does here? not compute. Like, how much? And I was like, like no, like I think I could actually like pay my rent on this. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was, it was kind of cool, and it was it was yeah, did not not soon thereafter. I think I was uh, I showed up for my first uh, episode, which is which is this one that we I think are probably going to talk about. That oh is nuts. Goodness. Wow, that's insane. So what I we won't hang on this too much, but I'm definitely interested in it so the movie gets to Sundance how like what was your acting career before and during making the movie the guy oh Sundance. oh yeah right good question so um, so I'm working in the script library at UTA mm-hmm. uh, I show up early I'm the early guy um, so I come in I uh, I stop first over at the uh, at the newsstand on uh, Beverly Drive okay and then I take the the bag of you know, news stuff over to, uh, over to UTA. And then I start with a cart mm-hmm. and I move around and I, I deliver all the stuff, uh, early so that I can be done at three. 
And so I had, uh, my bosses were really cool. They're from Toronto. They had been in radio before this. So they had entertainment in their blood. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, some of the young agents would joke around about kind of slipping my, my, uh, my headshot from my acting classes into like the pile of submissions. <laughs> and every once in a while we can, you know, we get a call or something like that. Like, Hey, you can come in and read for star Trek, uh, Klingon number 45 or something. Yeah. Nice. Uh, which, which I was super excited about, but, um, hold on, let me just get my, my, my jingly shit out of my pockets. Okay. Sorry. Um, and, uh, can I swear? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Cause I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'll try to be good. I've got a 16 year old son trying to set a good example. Um, no, so, 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 so that was that. Um, but I took vacation time off. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was offered the audition for uh, Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss with Sean Hayes, who mm-hmm. went on to do Will and Grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was from Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. So we were uh, paired together to audition together. Mm-hmm. And people who were kind of seemed like a good fit were... D- so Sean and I kind of huddled up and we're like, oh, let's do this and this and this. Came up with a couple bits for audition. Mm-hmm. Got the... We both got the part, got cast in the parts together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just took like two weeks off of work. All right. To go shoot yeah, the movie. Wow. Because uh, it was a 10-day shoot. Oh, wow. And a, like a quarter million dollar budget. Wow. And it was okay. like, it, it was like, did he fall over? No, good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get, keep the shot. Yeah, we're good. Keep the shot. We're Holy good. Cow. Um, yeah, so we did wow. that. And then, you know, they had to uh, monkey around with it. And, mm-hmm. um, it was a gay comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, here uh, was a network. Is that is, Are they still around? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there there was a yeah. here uh, was the I network uh, that wanted to buy it and pick it up and um, and I I'm so apologetic. I'm I'm forgetting what the network was. Oh, Trimark, Trimark Studios. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Trimark yeah. Studios paid for it, and um, so they were really excited. I mean, so Sundance was a neat opportunity, and mm-hmm. they had put some money and some effort into making sure that this would be a big splash. And they brought the uh, they brought the you know the six foot tall transvestite women up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who were in the movie, the dancers from the movie, mm-hmm. and so we had sort of a party. After wow. after the after the premiere of it, so they made a big deal out of it, and it, and it was it was really neat. But this was all sort of just sneaking it into uh, what was my actual job, which was delivering the trades and copying scripts Crazy. in the script library. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's holy shit. <laughs> um, we're gonna have so coming in as Walt the intern. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wasn't so you such, got it. Wasn't such a stretch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys think I could pull this off? Yeah. <laughs> Did any, uh, well, no, let's get into the episode and yeah, then we can ask you some more questions. Sure. Cool. Um, but yes, so what happens is Jimmy James comes in and he's got, so you are one of, uh, you're one of the normal his, nephews. One of the, nor- <laughs> the seemingly the only right. normal nephew. How, How many we, are there? Other than David Cross, like are there others? Wait, or do they just refer to them? I think we, a lot of them have been referred. I feel like we're missing one, though. Are we? I, I mean, he's, he he's just. He, there's a line in in this or the next one that, mm. that says that he just has so many of them. Like No. But yeah. he doesn't say a number. Right. It might actually only have been David Cross. I think it Cross, might be just David just Cross, mentioning the other who's a weird, weird magician creep. That's yeah. what his character is. <laughs> and it's, it's great. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. But you, so you. So then, Walt might be related to the David Cross character. We don't, we don't well, know. Yeah, I'm a spoiler, <laughs> We yeah, think so. There's, there's blood Brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> um, 
So, <laughs> and Jimmy assumes that they're going to hire an intern, or as Jimmy wants to call them, the Rock and Ranger of the Junior Jimmy Brigade. Um, so <laughs> so random. I love it so, so much. Awesome. I love it so much. There's a, there's a guy we've mentioned on the show before named Piano. That's what he goes by. He's a mm. cartoonist. He did a bunch of cartoons of news radio episodes in the 90s, put oh, them on cool. the news groups. Uh, he designed Rock and Ranger cards, and if you were a big nerd at the time, he would send them to you. <laughs> They don't exist oh my anymore. Gosh, are you I want one. Do I want you one. So one? no, I want one so badly. I, I want one. Yeah. Right? I was a rocking ranger. Exactly was. right. So yes. actually, I don't know why you were in second one. I do. One so props <laughs> didn't even have one for me. I oh. know we have we have listeners who were out who had them. So if any of you have them and want to send them to us so that we can give one to Brad, would yeah. be great. You know, oh or even send a picture so I we can make one. So I would be so grateful. And just remember that email is freakzilla at scopenet.com. Don't forget, we have that actual email. There's an episode where Freakzilla at scopenet.com is someone's email and the guy who owns scopenet.com kindly said, yeah, you can have it. Fine. You can't have the domain name. Never. But you can have the email. I was like, can I well, buy it? Nice. I literally emailed the guy out of nowhere. I'm like, so could I buy this domain from you? He's like, absolutely not. Uh, but do you want Freakzilla at scopenet.com? He knew what I wanted immediately. He knew. So it's fine. It's very kind of him. So we, uh, we have that sweet. email. <laughs> We'll um, get the domain one of these days. Right now. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I, I don't advertise. Exactly. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, he, he swears that he's so normal that he makes Richie Cunningham look like a crack smoking porn freak, mm. which is such a dumb <laughs> fucking joke. It's so so stupid. <laughs> I what had you? Which if you asked anyone today, like who Richie mm -hmm. Cunningham no, is, no one like, would have. Yeah, no one the would reference have any is not idea. dead in the water, right, which is weird. Right, yeah. Had you seen news radio before you got the show? Yeah. You had. I had um, a few times. I wasn't a big TV watcher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, still, I'm not. Um, my wife makes me watch TV. Okay. Okay. Uh, because that's how she falls asleep. Sure. Um, uh, probably not the best sort of you know uh, advertisement for television itself. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, sure. Uh, sort of you know help helps uh, people not off at night. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of TV, but I but I had, and I was actually a fan of Andy Dick and Dave Foley's, mm -hmm. uh, and obviously Phil Hartman. Sure, you know, you can't right. miss can't miss him. Um, but some of the Canadian stuff that Dave was doing, mm -hmm. uh, I would get kind of like bootlegged uh, VHS tapes mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just really uh, enjoyed some uh, being able to follow him. I have to say, though, I was I was starstruck mm -hmm. when I arrived and met Phil Hartman. I imagine. Uh, and it was just, you know, he's he just has this voice and this way of being that is so unique that you don't realize it's so unique until you're standing there and you're like, you are your own dude. Like, <laughs> there's no one like you. Yeah. And you can't mistake it. Yeah. And he gets into that sort of cadence and that intonation, um, which was which was so interesting. And my, uh, my dressing room was across the hall from his. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, he was... Uh, he was working on... Uh, he was working on some sort of comedy thing. And, and, and Jim Carrey... What was he doing then? Uh, some strange. Uh, what was the Kaufman thing? Man in the Moon. Oh man. Man in the Moon. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He That's what Jim Carrey was working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was sending Phil Hartman tapes of Kaufman and asking him what he thought of 
this as real stand-up material, and if he thought that what that, that, what? that <laughs> if Jim thought he could pull it off, oh my god! Wow. And so he was when he wasn't on stage, yeah. you know, when we weren't rehearsing and doing our thing. There was like uh, the TV on with the VHS with Kaufman tapes going, oh my and God. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit in my dressing room. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm like, course. hey, what's going on? And so he would just be like, What do you think of this stuff? I'm like, it's really fucking weird, because I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know Kaufman. Yeah. At yeah. the time, un- un- until uh, I-, I got introduced to that. So there was that, and then um, I'm just. We could do a whole episode about just like Andy Dick wandering around the hallways and like just sort of come on, let's go hang out. All right, mm-hmm. and just following Andy Dick uh-huh. <laughs> and getting a chance to get into that interesting mind of Andy Dick, wow. which is like a whole other universe. I, wow. Yeah, this was this was it was an odd world to step into. Is your brain hurting as much as I am as to why Jim Carrey was well, third just... partying in this this recommendation from Phil, Phil Hartman, Hartman. I'm just Canadian. I get that. I'm just. Uh, Is that I, it? I, you it know, must be the Canadian. Maybe. Well, I'm just picture. I'm just picturing Phil Hartman like at a rehearsal, like, guys, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> talk to Jim Carrey about this new take. Like, like, <laughs> Jim, why the hell am I watching? This? <laughs> Fine, do the fucking movie. I don't care. What, what do you want oh, me? Man. What am I telling you? <laughs> you're, it's so wow, weird you got, to me. You got, you got a good. You got a good version of his voice there. Uh, it's, it's a it, version. You know, he is. Um, I, I think just you know Phil Hartman's on another level, and, yeah. Uh, and and he would you know the the rest of us have to work hard. Although Dave Foley doesn't have to work that hard, apparently. It just pisses me off. Yeah, you're just like he's like oh just got off the plane. Here's the script. Great, sounds good. Let's go. I'm ready. What, what did you just do? Amazing. What did you just do? I photographic memory. It's like <laughs> photographic memory with just like facile recall. Yeah, where it's just like in real time, and you're just like. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. I, I've been working. Uh, we we work. We work. Uh, no, but Phil Phil Hartman would be like hanging out and uh, and 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 during rehearsals, and then they you know when they brought brought in the studio audience or someone would come in during rehearsals or whatever mm-hmm. it was. He could just like turn on any of his characters, yeah, and he'd be like, "Oh, yeah, you wanted to see the blah blah blah, the, the Bill, you know, the Bill, Clinton, the Bill Clinton, or the you know whatever it was that he was going to be doing," mm-hmm. and he would just flip this thing on and go do <laughs> shtick, yeah, and just deliver it and just like in in perfect perfect tone, and uh, and then just come back. Sorry, folks, where where were we? Uh, let's That's let's get back to amazing. let's get back to the job at hand. Wow. Just just lovely, and Damn. you know, it was it was sweet, but it was it was a freakish universe to enter. And I was entering a universe that was well established at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Actually, as a lot, as a lot you, of yeah. guesties will say, you know, yeah. right. you're kind of you're walking onto other people's set, um, right. and you are. Yeah, well, you're it's, the only other not... person with a four episode arc on this show, though, too. Right, Lauren Graham was the other. You and Lauren Graham are the only two who well, had four episode arcs. Well, right? Patrick Warburton, did he? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Warburton. Yeah, but that's because he that's kind after, of takes though. over season five. Well, that's yeah. Patrick Warburton <laughs> is season five for a lot of it. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Yeah, I was gonna. You know what I wanted to ask? Like, because uh, you kind of mentioned this, but so you're walking in. It's not like this is like so and so show. It's not like it's one guy who's like the star. You're walking in like this ensemble, right? Is already been established. Like yeah. just walking in there. I love everything you do in it, and just uh, 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 so the nervousness, like from Walt, I think is actually perfect for it. Like you said, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, and uh, the the world that is depicted on the screen in the show, 
mm -hmm. uh, which I don't know if you ever actually see anyone accomplish anything uh, work-wise. <laughs> like work, I, you don't see any work product delivered. No, no. Uh, but just people are always kind of active at their stations doing something. Mm -hmm. um, it sort of felt like that. Mm -hmm. You just kind of walk in and you saw people doing their thing, but like I didn't understand. Um, but I, you know, they 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 made me feel comfortable. And you know, it, often it's um, it's the prop guy. Mm -hmm. Or it's the crafty or it's the person doing your hair who makes you feel welcome mm. and makes you feel like, oh, you're good. Welcome to the family. We're going to help you out. We'll bring you over here. And they sort of guide you, you know, take you by the hand. But, you know, when you've got someone like Andy Dick, who's just like, no, I'm going to be that guide and I'm going to walk you around. You're like, Whoa, hold on, hold on. I'm not sure you're authorized to do this tour, Andy. <laughs> So how much coke did he offer you on the first day? That's uh, not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. You know, so definitely under a certain amount of ounces. But um, so what's your name, Bradley? Okay, so come over here. We're gonna do a little bit of coke. It's fine. It's fine. It's we all do it. It's just everybody does it on the show. It's fine. Um, holy shit. We also found out we were neighbors. He lived down. Really? He, yeah, he lived oh, wow. down. He lived down the street from us. So mm -hmm. every once in a while, after shooting these episodes, mm -hmm. Andy would just kind of pop over. Of course. And wow. just say hello. And, of course. And he did. Uh, you know, just needed to talk to Lisa and I. My wife Lisa, uh -huh. um, about you know the latest episode of the life of Andy Day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, wow. What just walked in right the door? There. Yeah. yeah there, really is. Is there is. There is. There is. Holy. Cow. What a what a what a nice, interesting man. <laughs> Did it ever get to the point where you're just like, okay, turn the lights off. He's going again. <laughs> 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 oh hell no. Hell no. I mean that's just you know that's just entertainment. That's just entertainment. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh. He's an open book. Yeah. Yeah. I can an imagine. Open book, unapologetically you, so. Your character is established. I love so much that he's a, th a threat to, to Bill for no reason whatsoever. Nope. Like, because uh, you said... <laughs> you're, you're well, Bill's just, the alpha male. Of course. Right. Of course. Yes. So he says, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're walking around thanking everybody. Just, you know, it's, it's an honor and a privilege. Mm -hmm. By the way, you're playing it so... It's a, What's that... There's a voice you're doing. It's not your natural voice. So what's... What were you, in your head, what, what is this voice you're doing? Because Alan oh, and I, at least man. I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of a low-level Patrick Warburton. There's, it's very, <laughs> very tonally. Deadpan. It's, really it's very good. deadpan. It's really... <laughs> and yeah. to, to play enthusiastic while also doing that voice, yeah. that's what yeah. works really so much funny. for me. And uh, it does remind me, again, because Patrick Warburton can also do that same kind of thing, where it's just be enthusiastic, but I mean, he's just talking in this one tone the whole time. Like, and it's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly, it was so long ago that I don't remember what I was tapping into. Mm -hmm. uh, there was there was a little bit of, and I'm I'm going to mess this up, but do you guys know the actor Carmine Giovinazzo? No, I do not. Okay. So he was actually in Billy's with me. Okay. And he played this acid-tripping weirdo who was like out on Catalina Island, like playing his guitar on his boat mm -hmm. and like... He was trying to seduce uh, one of the lead actresses in the movie, mm -hmm. who I think his character was gay. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just, it was very, it was very funny. But um, I just, and I, I just specifically remember this one scene where they're t sitting on the boat and they're talking, and Carmine's describing what it is like to sit around and do acid on his boat and really, you know, and just listen to music that's really loud. <laughs> and stops. <laughs> it's like, 
and and it was just like he was like so excited about it and she's just like hanging on his words like so you're listening to music and it's really loud and but he just like stops and i just i i just i thought that kind of that connected with me for walt like Mm -hmm. i was like he's really excited about what he wants to talk about but then he's just like unsure of himself, so he'll just stop. He's a man of few words. And he's words. just like he's a man of few words, <laughs> and he's just like he doesn't really know where he fits in, and he's and he's the boss's nephew. Yeah. And so he should probably just shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably just time to stop talking. Right. You know, as excited as you are, just right. don't, just don't. That's enough. <laughs> and obviously, we learn later that he's like a little freaky fan of uh, Dave Foley's I characters. love that that, that, that was, even happens. Yeah. That, I, I, like, that, yeah, he must have been so happy that someone yeah, just acknowledged he's, his work. He's, literally, you play the only character who's ever over-acknowledged <laughs> anything he's done. Like, yeah. given him some self-worth. <laughs> right. Like, he could have it in, if he had any self-confidence, but then your he's character like, oh, gets kid, it. you're not so bad after all. Yeah, yeah. come on! We can do this! It's just, oh, I, I just love it when he, uh, when Foley, because it says, you know, when you guys say, yeah, your speech changed my life, he's like, well, well, thank you. Just go, no, Dave, thank you. I think that was, <laughs> yeah, just cracked me up. I yeah, can't. It's, it's yeah. great. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this was meant to be, man. We're just, we're, we're, we're <laughs> celebrating. We're sharing a very special moment right now. And let's just sit in it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. <Yeah>. So awkward. <laughs> oh. But somehow Jimmy? not awkward for Dave because he's like, wow. People can validate you sometimes. <laughs> this might be the first time. Mm-hmm. I can roll with this. I can roll with this. I just yeah. like the threat he poses to Bill, though. When he mm. Uncle Jimmy, so now we're putting Jimmy's boy toys on the payroll. And I love that all of that. That's oh, the first Bill. assumption that um, Jimmy Jimmy has boys on the side, and they're first of all, when does that come up? And second of all, and uh, but it's just that that you're pretty. That's it. That, that you're too pretty. Yep. You're too pretty to be on the show. Yeah. To, to totally. be uh, in the in the station. Um, he dumps a pot of coffee on you. <laughs> I mean, the shit, the shit these guys pull me through is just terrible. I mean, and, and yeah, and I love the fact that he's you know, a pot of coffee yeah. with some hot sauce. There's hot sauce in there? No. You know, and then Dave denies it later too. Yep. You know, he's like, no, there wasn't hot sauce in there. You know, they both trip up admitting it. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's. <laughs> It's kind of so threatened, and uh, yeah, but then it opens up that commentary later of his mm-hmm. about you know the hazing works. <laughs> All the major companies are doing it. <laughs> Why? Because it works. Fraternities and biker gangs. Yep, yep. it works. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I wouldn't. We'd have to ask Paul. Uh, I've not given Paul Sims a head up, heads up, or I would call him right now, but. Um, there is also probably, so there were rumors, or at least there were, the writers assume when they brought Lauren Graham on for season three, wait, was it the beginning of this season? It was the beginning of this season. The beginning yeah. of this season. So the beginning of the season, there's this four episode, there were rumors that maybe the women felt a little threatened, but I like the idea that the second they bring on somebody they know who's at least going to have an arc, if not be a regular character, that the first thing they do is address like what happens when you bring in a random new character. <laughs> like, just who the fuck is this new guy? Because well, honestly, you don't. Because the thing is, if you bring in David Cross, 
he looks he's a goofy looking fuck like I am. Like that's a guy who's on one episode, maybe comes back later. I don't like you talking about yourself that way, but Yeah, you, this is really self yeah, well, I don't like this. Have thing. you seen me? Um I'm a character I'm a character actor. That's what happens. But then you bring you bring on a guy like 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 Brad Rowe and night and Yes, of course. Of course it's fun. It's self self effacement. That's what I do. Great. But then you know, and then you bring on somebody like yourself who like wait this is weird because sitcoms don't they, you know what I mean? It's just you, it felt perfectly out of place, and I and that's why perfectly. I loved it so much that they, they comment on it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's threatened by him, not just Bill, but Beth is threatened by right. how good looking he is too. Beth, reaction to things are very unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> the makeup they put you they in. Put <laughs> That was awesome. That was awesome. There were, there were eyelashes too, right? They, they, yeah. Uh, like they, they, I, I, they, like they definitely caked it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they went full. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a little loose on my uh, on my uh, makeup terminology. Sure, sure. Eyeliner. Sure, looked yeah. like it. Uh, mascara, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then what else do you do to eyes? I mean, unless you put on some fake Shadow. eyelashes. Yeah. They cabaret. Shadows. Totally cabaret, yeah. What is that? The the red stuff, the rouge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's probably from the... I probably just used a word from the 20s. It's good. Put a little rouge little on your rouge. cheeks, honey. Brighten them up. Give me that or pinch them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Exactly. Don't want the boys thinking you're dead. <laughs> on that, we're going to take a quick... <laughs> Perfectly um, applied for the time. <laughs> in it, in like it's like evening makeup for sure though. Bill's like makeup. it's trying to look yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, as as he said, something something <laughs> about uh, pulling out the big guns. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that that was that for me was really I think the most exciting moment in the episode where mm -hmm. I was like, so he's really trying to top me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Phil Hartman yeah. is trying to top. I don't care if it's a character I'm playing. He's trying to top me. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is just uh, it's it, it's exceptional, and he's just like, and he pulls it off. Yeah, he yeah. looks kind of sexy. Yeah, no, it works a little bit. I it was works. a little turned on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Bill yeah. Is, I mean, he's no Dave in a dress from season three. No, but like you know, that's <laughs> he's no Dave in a dress. Dave looks ridiculous in a dress, like good, ridiculously good in a dress. Do you have gams? Nice gams. Oh, yeah. Good oh, yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. really. Yeah, one one of the plot points is Lisa's pissed at him because he looks better in her dress than he does. I think part does. of it oh. might be his legs. Yeah, yeah. I feel no like they're it. mentioned that, and he's got very big eyes. He's got very big doe eyes, Dave. We've talked way too much about how beautiful Dave is as a woman. Yes. Sorry, Dave. Um, but hey, let's talk about how beautiful Phil Hartman Sorry, is. Sorry, Dave and family. Beautiful as a woman. Phil Hartman. We are back. Right? Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful as a woman. Yes, we are back, Alan. It's just to confirm. Yeah, we, we, we didn't officially say we're, we're on the air. We're, we're back. We're recording again. Okay. You are being recorded. Oh, there are so, here's the thing. There are so many lines. We are going to get to a point when we say our favorite lines and our favorite moments. Well, mm -hmm. we didn't tell you to write those down, but we will yeah, get to no, okay. no, no worries. I mean, well, one of the things that I just want to say yes. about this ap episode, this first one, which, mm -hmm. uh, what the title is? Uh, uh, Monster, Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher. <laughs> yes. I have no idea what the title is. I have been means. trying to figure that out, too. There's a reference no that idea. we're missing. Lou Morton is then going to email me and basically say, hey, asshole, this is what it means. Like, that's usually uh, the emails I get from him. He doesn't say asshole, but Lou, Lou likes to pick on. If you find out, I'd like to know. As he should. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Ooh, dang. Hey, it's fine. Shade. <laughs> I just saw some shade fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. Um, so, uh, I just, I think as far as a, a like a piece of writing, mm -hmm. uh, the episode's amazing. Yeah. 
like they really like all the jokes pay off. They fit so much in. Like there's this really amazing character development for I think all of the lead characters. Mm -hmm. It reveals something really cool about it's true. everyone. It's true. Um, and it just like really just hummed along. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you work on things and you're kind of like, all right, I was able to snooze for about 45 seconds there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's constantly like dropping in something good and little, you know, little callbacks to to things that were said before. Um, it was just, I constantly was like watching the frame to see what was going to pop up and who was right. going to do what. It was, it was pretty exciting. Did you uh, ever have any, because you're working directly with Phil trying to one-up you, uh, was there any any trouble like uh, almost breaking or breaking on set? Because I, I see Joe Rogan a lot who looks like he's about to crack up for a lot of things, <laughs> so I didn't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, ab ab well, absolutely. I mean, it, and, uh, and you can probably see it. <laughs> <clears throat> when Phil Hartman is uh, doing the magnificent hunk of man meat speech. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking stop. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I can't take what you're doing and we can't, yeah, we, we, we can't do this. And of course, you know, it's, it's so fun because you get to do this in front of a live studio audience. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working and you rehuddle and you try to make it work and, uh, I, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't recall us really reworking much of much of anything mm -hmm. wow. um, on 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 that episode. And the audience was all in. Um, and again, Phil Hartman's got everyone on his side because mm -hmm. he like walks up into the crowd and starts, you know, doing some uh, impersonation of someone, which mm -hmm, is just like insane. So it, the scenes that you're doing with him, the audience is especially electrified because mm -hmm. they've connected with him for sure. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's fun to be able to sort of stand out in that rarefied space with him where the audience is just like hanging on his every word and just yeah. like giggling. And yeah. it's just like, and it's, so it's to answer your question, it's hard to keep a straight face yeah. when you're doing something across from him. Cause the audience is kind of laughing with you. And I think maybe trying to make you laugh <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'm just paranoid, <laughs> but, but you know, you're sitting there doing your thing. You're like, people are starting to giggle even before the line comes. Right. <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to hold. Probably trying to maintain <laughs> about two of you show even like a slightest smirk the laugh is gonna like come right. out even more like no 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 yeah, 100%. <laughs> no don't don't do this to me don't make it happen don't make it happen did you is there was there any kind of like learning curve in terms of so by the time season five hits when people talk about john lovett's some of the some people's problem with him on it was that he didn't have the same rhythm as the show did. That he had John Lovett's rhythm and the show had his. Did you have any like difficulty adjusting to the rhythm of the show, or did it seem natural to you? Well, for better or for worse, it was one of the first jobs I had. Sure. You know, and so I hadn't gotten caught in a uh, sort of a, a cadence that I was used to. Mm. Um, and Sorry. I and and quite honestly, mm. a lot of my experience up to that point was doing different acting classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it, like you know, I'd done Billy's uh, the the movie before that. I'd done like an episode or two of like Pacific Blue with James Brolin. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, something with uh, yeah, that was the no wait no no sorry. Uh, Wings of Gold, Pensacola Wings of Gold oh with James Brolin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. That was awesome. Amazing. Um, and then I did an episode where I was a high school quarterback uh, who was selling guns out of my locker <laughs> for uh, Pacific Blue. Uh -huh. uh, and like Liquor that cops. was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rick Rossovich was on like a bike, like chasing oh me down, trying to take me down. I love it. I was selling guns. <laughs> and I was so bad. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I got to this. I was pretty, you know, I was a fresh slate. Mm -hmm. I was impressionable. Um, but as I said, being a guest and I think just sort of the rhythm of life mm -hmm. of how people do things and just kind of 
and and again, and maybe this fit for Walt the intern, mm-hmm. which was uh, when Dave Foley walks in and is just handed a script and then turns around and 90 seconds later is like ready to do your scene mm-hmm. in rehearsal. You're sitting there going, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, we're supposed to start rehearsing now? I, I thought we were going to ease into this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's ready to go. Uh, that's just how Dave is. Okay, all right, great, let's go. Uh, oh, God, you know, I'm terrified. Um, you know, and those types of things. You yeah. know, and, 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 of course, they, they had all worked together. They all had uh, a long hand, and you know. And, and one of the things that I would say was really nice is I think it was you know maybe three or four days after I'd gotten there, um, Dave and Mora you know asked me to come hang out at some you know dinner bar on the corner at Sunset and Gower, and Aww. so we just like chilled out. They're like, "How's it going?" And like they were kind of like you know trying to awesome. trying to welcome me in and, and make 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 me feel better uh, about That's the so fact cool. that I was just utterly probably had this deer in the headlights terrified look all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys doing? What? <laughs> What is this world you call news radio? Right. Well, I was, oh. I'm very impressed that uh, uh, if, if you were feeling that when you had the scene with Dave and you were able to talk about how his quote, quoting him about the no true, true journalist ever had anything handed to him on a silver platter and then statistics about contemporary radio magazine from April 16th, 1993. Like, it's just very impressive that you're able to say that if you are like... Right, <laughs> right. Uh, all I remember is that I invited my brother. There's a family theme here. I invited my brother to sit in a live studio audience. And he was sitting in the front row with his girlfriend. And I was like, that scene was like particularly uh, shallow. I mean, it was like right up next to the studio audience because mm-hmm. that break room is like right there. up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember like, oh my God, my brother's literally 20 feet away from me. I'm like, I can't fuck this up. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. just don't screw it up. I mean, because I mean, I don't get what, whatever about the rest of this. <laughs> like, I'll never hear the end of it from my brother. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever told him that. But I was like, I think I felt more pressure from him than the fact that this was like an NBC show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I did, I did power through that, and and Dave's easy to work with. I yeah, mean, he's yeah. he's so uh, he just has no guard. Right. Like he's just like so approachable and uh, and an easy guy to talk to as well. Mm-hmm. So. While you're while you're kicking it and waiting for all the professionals to do all their professional stuff, <laughs> the lights and the props and the whatnots, mm-hmm. um, you can just hang out and chat. It's a good guy. <laughs> nice. I love very much that his uh, his arc is to flip also, just entirely flip on Walt once he finds out Walt wants to date Lisa. Oh, you like yeah. me? And has a little schoolboy crush on Lisa. <laughs> oh, and you have like a work ethic and are interested in this. Yeah, right. I'm gonna adopt He's, you. He is Dave's perfect employee until. Yeah. Like and I, I like I love that that's what they've mm-hmm. established. Uh, we have so much more to talk about. I don't know what episode it's in, but mm-hmm. uh, at some point, Jimmy, uh, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle mm-hmm. Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy, <laughs> whatever he says. Uncle <laughs> yeah, like Jimmy. I think he talks. He talks about like yeah. He talks about like uh, uh, you know moving me to another company. And Dave's like, no, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's this episode. I'm, I I'm forgetting. But yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, and he's like, no, yeah. he's like born for this. Like this is his thing. Yeah. Like, he says, what does he say? But sir, what? Lock, he, stock, has radio in his blood. Radio, right, bauxite, right? smelting. It's all the same, really. <laughs> 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 I'll send him down to the, the chemical plant. He'll be all right. He's like, make make no mistake. I don't care about what you do here. I just like you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah. That's one hundred percent it. Is that is that a line from another episode? No, it's just kind of like how he his, rolls. Like he yeah. doesn't yeah. care about how he's making his money and what the people are doing. Right. He just likes the people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which explains the, the finale of the entire series, which is insane. Um, <laughs> uh, should we do a little segment on the show that we call... Oh. The Real Deal with Bill McNeil. So Jen likes to break down Bill's arc. Now, Bill has some moments in this. It's not as Bill-heavy as I had remembered, but there's some solid Bill stuff in this. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what what's your analysis of Bill this episode, well, Jen? he's definitely displaying um, a lot of jealousy that's mm-hmm. very thinly veiled, if, if at all, mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, he's trying to downplay it by, like... Being like, like I mean, obviously I don't have a crush on him, but, but I mean, he's an alpha male. I'm an alpha male, <laughs> um, and he's trying to like recognize the fact that he is an alpha male, mm-hmm. and and in a way is like I guess bowing to him in a, in a certain way. But he's like, but there could be room for two of us. <laughs> like you right, know, right. <laughs> I have rugged good looks, and and you know we have these slightly different things going on. And, right. And, like, when he actually addresses him, because um, he feels the need to confront it, I guess, as well, but also talk about it to, like, everyone else as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, wearing makeup out of jealousy, <laughs> which is something that happens with people. It's just not usually men that don't normally wear makeup. Right, right, right. right, um, right. <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Alan. I'm not here to judge you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so I have my mom for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also, uh, maybe that's why he assumes that he's Jimmy's boy toy, because he just strikes him immediately as so, so handsome. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Bill's Bill's got some some feelings he doesn't understand about Walt. He does, and, uh, and, there's, and there's Dave no actually addresses that as well. He does. Um, yeah. <laughs> confused? <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't know where he stands, and he, you know, he's always wanted to be the alpha male of the office, and for all intents and purposes, that's just how he acts all the time, yeah. and if he acts that way, it must be that way. Um, but he just doesn't, he doesn't know where he fits and it's making him feel like it's making him squirm which things do make him squirm but it's usually not quite this so it's like um it's so interesting to watch him try and play it off like nothing's going on but he's just like can't he can't get comfortable at all right and uh, he's not blowing his lid like he usually does. That's true. Actually, That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a breakdown in the same way. He's like just constantly trying to figure it out and spending his energy on, on being like, okay, I can do this somehow. Like, like don't get rid of me yet. Han- handsome Bill McNeil can, can fit in somehow and <laughs> we can make this work. <laughs> like... But I think he also likes him, so he doesn't want to like lash out and I'm like, you usually does with the people he's more familiar with their weaknesses and that's true um, yeah he doesn't know him well enough and that that he thinks like accept him no matter what because they're family like he, in the next episode he says i think it's the next one he says like dave's his best friend so like mm-hmm. you know he's definitely comfortable with everybody it's just like this is a new person he's so so handsome and like and and he just yeah he's like a little bit lost because of it right can i ask you a question oh please yeah. so do you think that um, Bill McNeil <clears throat> is actually uh, acting out when he pours the coffee 
and the hot sauce over Walt's head. Oh yeah, he does lash out. Yeah, what or, am I saying? No, or or yeah. or or what I'm. <laughs> does he truly believe that hazing works? And this is for Walt's benefit to bring him in uh, through a proper hazing ritual. I think That's yes. A fair question. I think it's That's I think it's both because it, it's like he was raised like that. If you watch like other episodes, like his family was very abusive. Uh huh. Um, but he was so like indoctrinated into it that he thought that's how they were showing him love. Right. And that they had a very strong sense of humor. Yeah. Yes. So like, you know, locking him outside of his house with like just in his underwear in the rain like mm -hmm. was just their great sense of humor. <laughs> and times. you know, things like that. It's like, no, your family wasn't hazing you for 18 years like <laughs> they were horrible right. Right. and you're being horrible when you do this yeah oh <laughs> poor bill mm -hmm. poor so bill. Okay. yeah he doesn't know how to show love um in any normal way at all it's a little emotionally stunted a little bit yeah thank yeah. you for bringing up the coffee because i don't know why i brought i brought it down i forgot that that to incorporate that so thank you it's more well-rounded now mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like we got into some real depth here. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we did this. I'm going to go Me away too. a better person. All right. As long as you go away, that's all that matters. Aww. Aww. I'm kidding. I love you. Well, this Aww. is a little... <laughs> <laughs> this is a little awkward. <laughs> Would you guys like me to come back in a half hour? You guys have some things to work through. <laughs> I think it's your analysis. Really kind of gets uh, get something going here with the guys. Strata being hazed right now. I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. It's not okay. Clearly. It's not okay, Alan. It's never okay. All right, that's all I got. Oh, that's all you got? Okay. Uh -huh. This has been The Real Deal with Bill McNeil. All right, we're going to do our favorite moments or line first. What do you want to do? Favorite moment. I I'm going to ask Brad first, unless it's too much pressure, what your favorite moment of this episode is. And don't feel ashamed if it's one of your moments. It's absolutely fine. Or a favorite moment. That's okay, too. Um, you know, I just, I, I can't, uh, there's, I would say just in life. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing tops Phil Hartman uh, sort of walking through the sun-dappled hair and the uh, <laughs> it's just like, he called me a summer peach or something, I don't know, something like that I mean like I just like astonishingly amazing uh, you know I just I, I can't uh, I can't detach myself from from being in that moment so that's my favorite moment perfect yeah absolutely perfect how about you Alan got a favorite moment uh, you know I, I think it's actually earlier when <laughs> When Bill talks about how they were hazing a person, a guy in college, and mm -hmm. they, you know, put him in the trunk of a car, they got him drunk, locked him in the trunk, and just left the car in a, a junkyard, and then Dave was like, and then? What? How do you get out of the car? I've got to make a phone call. That, I think, was just... <laughs> that was amazing delivery. That's so good. Amazing. That is, uh, we'll get this out of the way. That is my favorite line, because it's one of my favorite lines of this entire show. So that, that will that will yeah. be my favorite line. How about your favorite moment? I have it as my favorite moment, too, because, um, yeah, his delivery is just amazing, mm -hmm. and um, he... And then he immediately, like, blows it off afterwards, and it's so upsetting. Like, he doesn't go and make a phone call. He's like... <laughs> it like just trails right out of his brain afterwards. Yeah, yeah. that's like, true. <laughs> you might have killed a man, Bill, but but I guess it'll wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 
God, that guy, okay. that poor guy get crushed in the car, I wonder, into a cube. Oh. I know, I've always wanted to do the same thing. Yeah. I, I guess I will make that my favorite moment, so that we can make that like a, a, a massive favorite moment. We also do a favorite line. I don't know if you have a separate favorite line from the show. You do not have to. Again, because your moment involved some very funny descriptions. You might have already said it with the you're oh, soft wait. and downy like a summer's peach. I don't know. <laughs> soft and downy like a summer's peach. <laughs> no, that 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 is that is amazing. Um, so perfect. Yeah. You know what? I I think my favorite line though actually, and it was something Andy Dick said, mm-hmm. um, is his first attempt at asking uh, Maura Tierney out, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he kind of just runs into her and he kind of tries to ramp up into this like <laughs> to ask her out, and, and and he just he just runs away from her and says, "Leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What the." What's going on? Just, uh, no one else can pull that off like Andy Dick. Right, right, right. <laughs> just like, dude, you're such a train wreck. <laughs> Alan, do you have a favorite line? You know, this is so. I mentioned this to Jason before. Uh, I didn't realize I got this line actually from Walt because I've said it to I've said it to a lot of ladies, like joking, like later. But at the end. Uh, when you dro- when he drops the flowers off to oh. Lisa, he just goes, "Beautiful flowers for a beautiful lady." Like I've said that just because, <laughs> and I never. I was, I was going back like, "Holy shit!" I got I got Whoa. it from Walt right Whoa. there. That's what I was, was a Waltism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh. We've noticed a lot of things from the show creep into our actual lives. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Strange. They should. It's, they, I, they I should. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. That's good writing. Mm-hmm. That's good writing. It's kind of perfect. How about you? You got a favorite line? So I actually reversed my the, the my favorite line was the one I just mentioned. Okay. Um, and my That's favorite fine. moment um, was actually just oh, man, she's so amazing. Like when Beth is just laughing at Dave about yeah. what you've like, you know. Maybe he just wants to learn, like, what you've learned over the past few years of working here. And she just, like, her laughter just starts bubbling, and then it just gets bigger. And she's just basically about to cry laughing. Uh-huh. And, like, and, like it's it's so good. I think she leaves the room because she's I, laughing, She does. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just can't. She's got a little snort in there. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> right. She's oh, got a great snort. So she does. Good. Great snort. Well, well, just her her laughing as, as, as Beth is like, mm-hmm. is, it's always really quality, but like, this is just... Mwah. Well, a well-acted, it's not easy to act a laugh. At least for me, it's not no, to like, so to dead. like, hey, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this moment when like the like instinct is you're not supposed so to laugh funny. when you act. It's so weird. And that's the magic of the show is they yeah. let those moments go because uh-huh. um, uh, Dave and Andy have one also where Andy's mm-hmm. talking about... <laughs> How he has the crush and how mm-hmm. oh, yes, you don't know the so ways good. to the heart or you know that whole thing. Oh, that was good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he let her go, but yeah, the two really of them yeah, sort of just laughing back and forth about how crazy it is that they're just so you know. It was really good. <laughs> I think the line about the the trunk of the car is technically my favorite, but since I made it my moment, I will pick this other line. Which is a little more lengthy. Actually, Dave's or, uh, Bill has like some pretty long lines in this. But Dave, for seven years now, I've been the resident hunk in this office, the alpha male, as it were. And now along comes this kid with his sun dappled hair and cheekbones you could slice cheese on, and it's just so perfect. I think they mentioned also somebody in the um, commentary. Am I remembering this correctly? Where somebody's trying to remember this line, 
and they say cheekbones you could cut cheese on. <laughs> and then everybody else is like, that's almost a lie. That says something entirely different. Um, yeah, please don't, uh, please don't cut don't get the, the cheese please, on no. my cheekbones. It's, it's, it's a bad place to, to mess yeah. that line up. Yeah. It's so and a bad place to cut cheese. It really is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> really, really bad place. Um, well, I think we're at the end of the show, but what I want to do is, um, Brad, do you have anything you want to promote or where people can find you? What do you want to tell people about? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a different I'm a different case probably than most of your guests mm -hmm. in that um, I am full on committed to uh, public policy these days. Mm -hmm. I teach at UCLA. I teach at Pepperdine. Uh, I work with cities and counties across the state and across the country, um, trying to. Right now, we're busy with uh, cannabis uh, licensing. Right now, so trying really? to nice. bring in compliant businesses to set up pot shops and grows and manufacturing a lot, mostly around the state of California. But mm -hmm. be uh, spreading out and doing that that nationally. And um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm working in the worlds of, of academia and of public policy. It's super wonky. <laughs> it's super nerdy. Uh, I'm like just buried in in, in spreadsheets, worksheets, and. Uh, and analyzing uh, legislative, doing legislative analysis and stuff like that. Wow. So I don't know what to promote or where to where to take this uh, commentary, but That's I don't have any uh, TV shows or radio shows or, or anything any coming up. policy you want to promote, you can say just, yeah. 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 Look, look out for me at a conference near you. There we go. That's, yeah. That's perfect. I'll, I'll be on mention, a panel of, of policy or something. You mentioned a podcast earlier. Is that still someplace? Can we still download that somewhere? Oh, uh, yeah. So we did MIP Talk Conversations with the World's Most Interesting People. We mm -hmm. had 100 episodes of it up at some point. Wow. Um, I'll get back to you on the status of where those are. That's we fine, had them yeah. up, we had them down, we had them all around. Let me know. I think they're back up. I don't know. I'll okay. let you know. We'll, we'll you, figure Alan. it out. Um, Alan, what do you want to promote? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to be the selfish vein one. Uh, watch Veep uh, March 30th. You will see me in a few episodes. Oh, you can say it finally. Cool. It's on IMDb, right? Oh, okay, good. If it's uh, on IMDb, then yes, you can say it. That's yeah. real. Yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> Check out the Snapchat series Solve, season 13. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that's going up, but uh, enjoy. Yeah. I don't uh, know how you watch it, because I'm old. It's on Snapchat. Oh, okay. It's an app. You Makes sense. Download. Sure. It's season 13, <laughs> Jason. I don't understand. Grandpa does not understand. Continue. <laughs> Uh, application. It's oh, on your smartphone. Oh. The you little box. Okay. You can watch your shows on it. Uh, my stories? Yes. Your stories. Okay, good. <laughs> That's about it. That's, That's it? What about the, the, the Netflix? Uh, one second. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, I don't know when it's coming out. Oh, uh, we don't catch, know. Uh, Dolomite is my name on Netflix, starring Eddie Murphy, whenever that. Starring Eddie Murphy and Alan Rickard. Is that how it's built? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be top build, build on right? it. I will yeah. totally be, yeah. Dolomite is my one? name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about uh, Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, Who, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot Dramedy. wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We'll see. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Jen, what would you like to promote? You're going to be another unselfish one, because that's how it always is. Go ahead. That's why I'm glad you chose me in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> go out there, and uh, if somebody you know needs you, uh, put in a little extra effort uh, for them. Work hard for somebody mm -hmm. this week or month. That's reasonable Yeah. and nice. You don't have to do it for a thank you. Just sometimes somebody needs you. Go do it. That's fair. 
Nice. Jen always makes us look bad. That's fine. No. Um, no Jason, what do you got to promote? Uh, what do I got? Uh, well, um, I'm actually doing things on Instagram lately because I just quit my day job. So I'm back being an extra for the first time in 10 years. So hashtag the, the professional blur. Check that out. That's the only thing I'm doing actively other than all my freaking podcasts. I have three podcasts. Comedy on Vinyl, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, and this thing. Um, and I love all of them, so just keep listening to those. That's about it. There's just one thing less left to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And here it comes. And here comes the thing that we're about to say, which is... Catch, catch you later, later B-Cakes! Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. <laughs>